welcome everybody back to westvancouver.com. We got the podcast live and in action here again today. Now, this is one of these ones where I really wish not only, maybe not even so much see, but this is when we kind of wish we had smell-o-vision invented or something. Is there an app for that yet? No, there is not. But if there was, this would be the time and place. We are talking today to the very famous, very handsome, very smart Steve Hodge. Now, I normally would describe him as a chocolatier, but there are so many layers to this fantastic chef. And the best layer of all is he is a born and well, you're not born, but you are definitely having grown up here in West Vancouver. He is also a TV star now to boot with two amazing shows running on the Food Network. We welcome to the air today, Chef Stephen Hodge. Welcome. Catherine, thank you. That was quite the intro. I applaud you. That's crazy. <laughs> well, you know, when you get your own podcast, you can bring all your friends on as many times as you want. Well, so. no, no one's ever introed me like that. We need to start working together. <laughs> well, you know, I think the part where I started kissing up to you was quite a few years ago. Back, obviously, when you opened your chocolate shop, but we mm-hmm. we we sat briefly for a moment in a, a bit of a community committee meeting, and you would bring the chocolate croissants. So my my kissing up to you is is a lifelong commitment at this point, Stephen. So I, well, I that's think okay. a lot. I think a lot of people know we 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 have some history. Yeah, it's probably it's eight years. That's when I met you eight years ago. Well, eight years ago, now that sounds awfully like 2013, and for those of you who are listening who are not from West Vancouver, Steve, of course, owns Temper Chocolate and Pastry. He is, by trade, a chocolatier, a Mm -hmm. patissier. He um, has an amazing history about how he got started. I'm going to throw this to you to tell us a little bit more now because you you got educated in california you were sitting behind a desk you were doing business and being a broker and then what happened did a light bulb go off well so you're close i never made it to the actual behind the desk i quit my first day so i went (laughs) yeah i went down to whittier college um for school and i played football so i went to west van high and then was fortunate enough to go down um, to California for sports. And I graduated with a business degree. And for some odd reason, I wanted to be a broker. And I wanted to go to Wall Street. And I wanted to trade on the floor. And it literally took two buddies I spoke with who are actually now in Hollywood. And one of them's quite a, um, a well-known actor to convince me, Hodge, what are you doing? You, you, that's not your personality You go behind a desk. And as soon as they told me that, I quit the first day. I didn't tell my dad. I had to wait for the right moment. I told my mom. (laughs) And then I had to figure out what I was going to do. And um, I got a job in a gym, at Gold's Gym in Hollywood, and um, met a girl who we started to date, who I started to date, and I would cook for her. And she said, you know, have you ever thought about being a chef? And I told her the story of my mom and, I don't know. Like I never thought about it. I baked with my mom my whole life, and but you know, Catherine, first love of your life, Aww. bridge for for them. I uh, I ended up going to culinary school. Now a month into cul- culinary school, she broke up with me. But, you know, <laughs> I was going to say, okay. where's the story end? Yeah, yeah, it goes on and on. But yes, <laughs> no, I uh, I kind of you know I took a year off the university and worked in in Hollywood and 
kind of figured out what I wanted to do. And I, I fell into cooking. I didn't know I was going to be a pastry chef or a chocolatier. I just thought I was going to be a, a, a cook, a chef. And, um, you know, you run into opportunities. And one of them was a chef I was training under. And I asked him a question about a pastry thing I saw in a book. And it was almost like a challenge. And he said, oh, no, that's at a different level. And it kind of caught my eye. And I was like, oh, I'm going to try it. And I tried it in culinary school. And I never looked back. I fell in love with pastry. There you go. So it wasn't even so much that you had a sweet tooth or you, you know, like you were a chocolate holic your whole life or something like this. You, you found the challenge. Cause I mean, anybody who knows anything about cooking, I like to cook. I'm not bad at it, but when it comes to baking, it's a whole, di- you got to measure, you know, you can't just throw mm-hmm. handfuls of stuff in. You've got to get temperatures right. Like this is a science mixed with an art form mixed with, uh, a, mm-hmm. you know, as you say, a bit of a, you got to keep your temper when you're doing well, this. Yeah. You got to obey the rules, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. You have to keep your temper. Yeah. Um, no, you know the thing I, I I think I fell in love with about well cooking overall at home. I love to cook. I don't do a lot of pastries at home. Uh, my wife and I cook all the time, but on the baking side, I, I loved. I never paid attention in science class in high school but for some reason I, I I really enjoyed the science side of it so it wasn't understanding okay you add this ingredient to this ingredient that this reaction happens that that came with practice and time what I love the the challenge on what we do in chocolate and pastry is your environment so even though I have 20 years experience or you can have 40 years experience you're always faced with the environment around you on a daily basis, whether it's raining out, whether it's sunny out, and that affects how you bake, how you proof, say, croissants, how you temper chocolate. And that's the challenge I like. So every day is different. It's not like throwing sauteing onions and garlic and, and celery every day. That doesn't change. But when you're working with chocolate, let's say, it changes every single day. And that's what I try to teach my chefs here in tempers. You know, they could be mastered chocolatiers and tempers but if they don't understand you know humidity and temperature control it'll never work properly they'll get it because they have the experience but in order to get it right away you have to understand your environment and and that's what i kind of took on as a challenge and that's what i love because i love change um wow. and cooking every day is is, is it, it's never the same in the chocolate world in the pastry world so wow. it's the same when it comes to like telling your chefs to clean the dishes, clean the- <laughs> but on the cooking part, um, it's the same, and that's what I love. Well, you know, you, you translate so well here because, um, I mean, to, to give up what you sort of trained to do, um, mm-hmm. you're in California, gosh, you're in Hollywood, and you said, no, I'm going to go and do what I love. That takes guts. What also takes guts is to open a business, not just a business, but a business here in West Vancouver. Let's face it, this isn't downtown Robson Street. There isn't a whole yeah. lot of tourist traffic just yet, anyway, coming mm-hmm. by. But you you came home, you set up a business, so you've, you've got the brains, you've got the looks, you've got the shop, and now you're on TV. Tell us mm-hmm. what, first of all, led you to... Mm-hmm take a business and put it here in West Vancouver. This is a tough thing well, to do. So, so Catherine, before we jump ahead, um, uh, that's all true. 
but I do have a business partner and it's my sister, Kristen. And wonderful. And, and, and I, 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 I literally wouldn't have been able to do it without her. Like she is, she deals on the financial side. She's the numbers person. And then with our experiences coming together, it really worked. So I'd love to take credit, but if she's listening to this right now, she would kill me if I took full credit. So, but, Kristen, you yeah, know, no. there's, a, there's a great woman behind most businesses. I'd be surprised if there wasn't. Absolutely. And we all need help, especially in the business world yeah. and that there too. So tell us, it's been 2013. It's been a few years now. Yeah. How is business for you? Tempered chocolate and pastry. What specialties do you have there? Because I heard there's something called Charlie Bites. Tell us a little bit about all that. So, yeah. So when we opened up Temper you know, obviously we had a vision of what we wanted to um, make and, and carry and, and offer to the, our clientele, but we wanted to have fun with it. And it's kind of like the name temper. I never wanted to, one name it my name. Cause it's, it doesn't sound really French and sexy. Steve Hodge. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to sell Steve Hodge, but I want you could to accent play. that up. Steven Hodge or yeah. something. Uh, <laughs> but, well, I wanted to play on words, temper, and let's have fun with it. And so, you know, um, you know, temp, obviously it's named temper because in everything we do in cooking, we temper. On the savory side, we have to temper things. And on the on the pastry side, we have to. But then you can have a play on words, chef's temper, temper tantrum. And we, you know, we have fun with that. But that went to the food. So let's have fun on the food. So instead of naming like traditional things, we would use traditional recipes and then do our twist on them. And then how do we come up with names? Well, when my daughter was born, I mean, from the day she was born to now, she's eight, you know, actually in two weeks, she's a firecracker. So, and she always <laughs> has a bite. So we called it the Charlie Bite. So funny enough, the Charlie Bite became the most popular thing we do. And it was our take on a cinnamon bun, but with croissant dough. And it started with when we would make croissants, we'd have scrap, leftover dough, and obviously as a chef you don't it's food wasted so you don't want to throw it out so we just incorporated some flavors into it and then rebaked those scraps well it became so popular we now make doughs for the charlie bite so we don't there is no more scraps so yeah <laughs> there's a Catherine. There Catherine. there's a story behind everything wow. uh, you know to be honest with you two of our most you know I've trained with some really good chefs in the past and I know a lot and I'm classically French trained yet two of our other things that we carry in the shop and I'm not going to tell you and I'm not going to say it on the podcast are actually are actually out of everything we do. And we do a lot of skews in the shop. The two other popular things are actually my mom's recipes. (laughs) So and and she does not forget that. Oh, I, I hope she doesn't let you forget that. You know, again, no. this is we're so thankful to have our mothers and influences in our lives these ways. But yeah. now you say you've worked with a lot of great chefs. Um, Wolfgang Puck, Gordon Ramsay, you traveled to London. You have mm-hmm. this international flair. You're kind of a superstar around here already. And then you went and did something even more spectacular and got yourself on TV. You are, if I may dare to say so, the latest and greatest of Food Network, at least Food Canada here. 
star. Yep. You have two shows, if I'm not mistaken. One called Project Bakeover, and the second one, Great Chocolate Showdown. Now, on the Great Chocolate Showdown, you're going to tell us about both, of course, but one yep. is more you're a judge, and then on Project Bakeover, a play on the word makeover, you're going in and actually helping other bakeries recover, and you have a partner there as well. Mm -hmm. You make over the decor, and I imagine you are on the food side of things there. Now, tell us about both shows, and um, tell, tell us which yeah. one you like doing better. So, um, uh, two completely different shows. Uh, one is a studio show, which is the Great Chocolate Showdown, and then one we're on the road for a traveling show. So, the Great Chocolate Showdown uh, is airing right now, Mondays, uh, at 10 p.m. Eastern, so 7 p.m. West Coast time, and we're in, this is season two. And that show just got bought by the CW in the U.S., which is huge. Ooh. So that, that put that will put all of us on the radar and radar in the U.S. And then that is with I have my two um, co-hosts uh, Anna Olson and uh, Cynthia Stroud from the U.K. And that just that show that show came about. You know, there, everything it, everything happens for a reason. I did I didn't go out and look for TV. We have a fabulous PR, uh, Michelle Land, and she would put us on the news. And it just happened that someone watched the news in Toronto, and they contacted us, a production company, and they said, you know, have you ever thought about doing TV? And I was like, well, yeah, but no. And <laughs> we, were, we, um, we were in talks for about a month, and they wanted to sign a contract. And Laura, my wife, she said, before you sign the contract, send it to your friend, Darren that works for entertainment one and just have him look over it. He's on the scripted side. Right. So he did. And he said, he said, he's like, Hodge, I told you 10 years ago, you need to go on TV. And I was like, well, I, I wasn't ready. And he goes, before you sign it, let me do an introduction with the head of unscripted um, entertainment one, which is a guy named Toby Domer. And we're now pretty much partnered up in what we're, we're going to be doing this together forever. So we're coming up wow. with that concept for a third show um and we made a reel and it was literally entertainment one productions that kind of launched it they approached the food network and then crystal looked ahead of the food network um gave us a chance and um she's amazing and from that we got project bakeover which just had its fifth episode aired last thursday and now they're going to take a break and they're going to re-air the next five episodes in May, on May 13th. Um, wow. And Project Bakeover is uh, my co-host on there, is Tiffany Pratt. And she's, uh, she's been on HTTV for 10 years. And I, it was Project Bakeover. I got thrown into Great Chocolate Showdown. And obviously you get thrown in with Anna Olsen, who's a legend in Canada. And you're kind of nervous. Incredible. Yeah. I've watched She's her incredible. shows for years now. That's got to be yeah. intimidating a little bit. <laughs> oh, uh, I think I was more intimidated than the contestants that had to face her. <laughs> and I learned a lot from Anna and then makeover started um, after we finished the first season and we had a, an amazing crew. And then with Tiff, I, I, I mean, Tiff kind of took me under her wing and, and showed me what TV's about. And, and we just, we, we hit it off and uh, built a relationship for like a, a relationship forever. And she's amazing. And that show got better each episode we, we filmed. Obviously we ran into the, 
the problem with COVID and we had to stop yes. and we came back. But yeah, so um, Project Bakeover, we go, we, we travel across North America and we, we literally go into struggling bakeries that are for real about to close their doors and we go in and we help them. And um, it's a feel good show. It's not a. It's not a yelling. We need that. We need. Yeah, yeah. it's not crazy chefs yelling. There's too many of those, and then there's the goofy ones where it's a little bit like uh, they run up and down the aisles with shop. I don't understand so much yeah. of those because I used to watch the Food Channel to try to get new recipes and ideas, mm-hmm. right? And then the mm-hmm. competition kind of thing came in. So you've got two very different ones: helping people, and then the kind of a little more game showy, um, where you're a judge uh- and you get to eat everything. Now. Everybody out there wants to know this, and I get the chance to ask this every time I meet someone who's on television like this. How real is your reality show? Give us a couple little secrets that won't get you in too much trouble. I mean, mm-hmm. these people get on some of these shows, they get like five hours to make these, you know, sugar art creations. It's more mm-hmm. art than edible on some of the ones I've seen. Tell us how it goes, especially on great chocolate a showdown have you had any uh, well, candy terms that, any meltdowns yeah, no. have we that, had any disasters <laughs> have, uh, there's there's a funny because it's very similar to the restaurant industry as far as the hours but the biggest difference i i ran into with tv versus working in a restaurant in a restaurant if you work 18 hours you're working every second of that day in tv they have a term called hurry up and wait so, <laughs> yes, we know that um, one, don't we? <laughs> um, but the Great Chocolate Showdown, um, when, when you see the bakes, like you have two hours on a bake, mm. that is absolutely real. They have two hours on a bake. Um, wow. Um, we, Great Chocolate Showdown would be, you know, for us, a lot of it is, a lot of it is uh, scripted. So we'll... You know, season one, because I was new, they would guide me through and what to say. Season two, they gave me more um, um, freedom in order to, because I was more comfortable. But, um, you know, where, where, where you get into the TV magic is obviously cameras have to move. So if your cameras are facing us and we say something, then they want the shot from behind. So then we'll have to, they'd have to re- reposition to get that shot. But the actual bake, like, it is, it is, um, it's stressful for the bakers. They, yeah. they, you know, they, they, like any competition show, you know, they prepare for it. And um, if there's, if, if the culinary producers say, okay, we're going to, you, it could be one of 20 things on this next competition, right? So, but right. They, they, they really don't know what they're getting into. That's what I was going to say. They don't know. They're not tipped yeah. off. There's nobody there to help them. As you've no. said, the environment, if the oven's too hot no. or the, you know, the lights have caused an increase and in, in dried the place out as opposed mm. to moisture. And as you said, a baker, this is, this is death. You know, this yeah. is, everything's going to go wrong. The dish is over if your, your creation is over at that. So, that's got to be and really, it, it, really hard. it happens. It happens. And, you know, yeah. it, it does happen on the show. And there are culinary producers on the floor that are pushing them and getting yes. them like, hey, you, you know, you, got, you have 10 minutes left. You better be focusing on this, <laughs> not that. So, I love uh, the endings where they all run up and, uh, oh, try to put the little garnish on its last two, three yeah. seconds. So I've always wondered, is that always real? Are it, they always sweating it out? <laughs> what, what blows my mind before I did the show, when I watched the competition shows, I was like, 
they, why they always go down to the last minute. It has to be TV. <laughs> but Catherine, I'm not lying. They, it's real, it, is it? It's like it's they 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 stress they the contestants stress themselves so so much they <laughs> actually go down to the wire. Like I don't. It it is it it's actually quite it's actually quite funny to um, to see because where a lot of them actually have a background and, and a practice at home before they come on the show and they can cook. The one thing they always forget is time management. So there you um, go. easy to do, time, easy to do. Yeah, hey? It's usually the time management that nips them in the butt at the end. There you so, go. You know, now you've yeah. seen it as a judge. It would be really hard to be a contestant. You've seen it. You know, how would you like to be in their shoes? Would that be? I, I said to the, um, producer um who's amazing she's a good friend of mine uh uh jen pratt so i i've been stuck with two pratts i have jen pratt <laughs> producer for great chocolate show <laughs> and tiffany who's my host and i said jen you know if we if this goes to season three we should have a competition where the judges have to compete with the uh, with darn the straight and, taste of your own and, medicine and, and, i agree <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was cynthia just absolutely not it's too stressful we probably mess it up <laughs> wow so tell tell me i always like to ask this as well what is the best part the, the funnest part of filming and what is the hardest part of doing a tv show like this the for me the most fun part of filming on both shows was uh the, the people that I was surrounded with working um, and learning from. They, we've become lifelong friends from the Great Chocolate Showdown to um, Project Bakeover, and not just the people who are on TV, like the camera guys, you know, the floor runners. And they, it, it's like a, it's like a family unit. And so when we're not on camera, we're all messing around and we're all joking. <laughs> and for me, that's fun. That's like the kitchen. I would say the hardest part for me on the filming is when it, when when those cameras are on and it's go time, you have to be on point because I learned real fast after season one, we'd have to do a lot of lines at the end. And it was because I wasn't on point. I had to redo the line and you, you know, I, I love the joke. So, um, you know, I, I was taking it serious, but joking at the same time. So it's, it's being on point. It's, I, I don't get, I, I don't get nervous. Um, it's just wanting to, for me, it's, 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 I now know when I mess up and it, and it eats me. So it's just being on, that's, well, that's, 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 that's that hardest. perfection that it comes with being a chef. I'm sure yeah. it's worked its way into your DNA in all kinds of ways, I imagine. So, so you enjoy doing the television. Now, does this still leave you enough time to, first of all, come home and do the shop? And more importantly, obviously, you're bringing up a family. You're a great dad. Uh, you've got, how, how do you make time? I mean, how do you do all of this in your life? And what well, are you going to do for the next, uh, where are you going to be five years from now? Tell us what lies ahead for Steve Hodge. I, I, Catherine, I have no clue. I know that before, when, when this last uh, block of filming in uh, the fall, because of COVID, uh, we were in a bubble. So I didn't see the family. Um, and that was tough. Um, that was tough on all parts in the family because obviously I'm not there and the kids are at school and literally I wouldn't be able to do this if it wasn't for Laura. She's super mom. Um, I think that that's the tough part because she even did the, 
she even did the calculation. She's like, do you realize you, last year you were gone eight months? And oh. I was like, so, and that's going to change once COVID, once COVID changes. But as far as the shop, um, I have, I have the amazing, I have an amazing team. Actually, my manager, Carrie, who's just walking by me, grabbing her bike. She runs the shop. Um, uh, the shop, what couldn't run without her and then my chefs are amazing and yeah i don't know in five years from now i i don't know it's hard to see hard to see even five minutes from now right with all the covid and the changes and we're all dying to get out of our house and we're all dying to get together and just hug each other and i mean feel good again and i mean you know your chocolate is your business but when i talk to people and we're all kind of comforting ourselves right now. There's nothing There's nothing more comforting than even just looking at some pictures of your creations. So for those of you listening online, by all means, check out the links here. We will have photos. We will have links. We will have everything put together now. Last word here to Steve. When you do get home and you do get with the family and you do get, oh, I don't know, let's call it some spare time i know that you hunt i know that you fish and mm -hmm. by god the one thing that's bugged me the most through this um pandemic is that i have to cook dinner every night it's driving me crazy right <laughs> you know yeah. these people want fed every day no one told me this anyway <laughs> what do you cook at home when you're with the family what i always like to know what the experts eat for dinner what's your what's your dish when you're not being a um chocolate chef okay so unlike Probably like how you grew up and I grew up, um, you know, what my mom made, we ate and we sat down. That doesn't exist in our household. <laughs> my, kids, my kids live off of craft dinner, uh, hot dogs, <laughs> and um, that's about it every night. But Laura and I cook. We, we, we do a lot of salads, but we love um, doing Mexican food at home. That's our go-to. We, we make – we barbecue. Uh, all the time, different types of meat, and we're always doing it like some style of uh, a Mexican dish, like just simple, like street talk, pico de gallo. Um, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm fortunate that um, one of my best buddies owns Two River Meats, and one of my other good buddies owns Sebastian, and you know Sebastian. Well, you know both of them. I do. So, That's where you uh, go. But we um, – and you know what? I've been teaching the kids a lot. We, we actually do do a lot at home now pasta but we do it from scratch so i'm teaching charlie my daughter how to make pasta um and just real we simple dishes and but we 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 try to eat really healthy at home too um but i hand down mexican cuisine in our household absolutely love it well, I'm going to put a wave in here on behalf of my husband here, Craig. He's a Mexican, he loves Mexican food, fanatic. And he's always mm -hmm. screaming, there's no Mexican restaurant sort of here. You know, there's a couple downtown and uh, there's a new one open in North Van, but there's not one in Dunderave. So, you know, Steve, when you get some extra time on your hands, maybe you want to open a Mexican restaurant for us next because you got Catherine, like you, nothing Catherine, else to do. <laughs> you, tell, you tell Craig if he wants to go in and... <laughs> and go in on it with me, we will do it. But you're absolutely he, right. I always say that. We don't have Mexican restaurants. Where's the Mexican food in, yeah. in West Van? Really, where is it? Yeah. We need some for sure. Well, now that I know what you got going on there, in addition to the chocolates and the pastries, 
and the famous um, faces now. I expect a lot, a lot more famous faces to come in and out of your store here. It's so wonderful to hear and this I success come story. Have a croissant. I expect you to come have a croissant and a, a coffee with me soon. It is a deal and a date. Steve Hodge, everybody, owner, chef, temper, chocolate, and pastry right here in West Vancouver. He is one of our own. We are so lucky to have him. We're going to keep a good eye on Steve, and you yeah. can too. His shows are carried on. Obviously, it's Food Network produced, but you can see it on Stack TV. Amazon Prime is doing it. Global TV, Global TV app. You can catch up with this all over the place, and if you ever actually do want him, he does go to the shop, everybody. I have seen him in there many, many times. You can go down to Dunderave and visit it, and you've got to have one of these croissants. He is not lying when he says they are to die for. They are magnificent. Better than the ones I had in Paris, Steve. I'll give you that right now. That's an oh, easy one. Oh, thank you, Catherine. That's, Will you yeah. come back and talk to us again? I think this is so much fun. Uh you know what? Let's I, I will let's make this a regular thing on the podcast. I'd love to do. We should do a food session like once a month. Oh my gosh. Did it's everybody amazing. you heard that live? We just yeah. got him. Steve's gonna come back once a month and we're gonna talk about your food and your fame. Yeah. And Stephen, I'm so happy we're here today. Thank you so much again. Thank you, Catherine. That's awesome. That was great. And everybody out there, thank you for tuning in. Of course, we are on the podcast channel, Apple Podcast. You can find us on Spotify, all the regular channels. Hit the links below to subscribe or just go to westvancouver.com and click play. It really is that easy. Until then, again, thank you for listening and stay in touch and save us a smile.